0: Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com.
1: This was the perfect storm for people to say, you're not the only ones who get to decide, so don't treat us like we don't matter.
2: Welcome to episode 27 of The Great Fail, a podcast that examines the greatest success stories and their spectacular fails. What led to the demise of the most prolific people, brands, and companies. I am your host, Deborah Chan, and this week we'll be doing a special edition on the failure of short selling GameStop. At the beginning of 2021, financial experts began analyzing GameStop to be amongst one of the many businesses of a dying breed. Citron Research, who is known as a major force within the financial industry for corralling sophisticated investors with its stock picks, published a brash report that made a case for why shares of GameStop was soon to be worthless. This report written by Andrew Left, the managing partner of Citron, announced that the very next day he would be hosting a live stream to explain why anyone buying GameStop now are suckers at this poker game. However, something unusual began to unfold. Instead of GameStop's share price going down, it actually began to soar by almost 10% that day, sending Wall Street and the stock market spiraling in panic and confusion. And then it continued the next day as GameStop's stock skyrocketed to over 50%. And then what ensued next would be even more confusing. Before Andrew left could even begin his live stream, it was canceled. Reports began to surface that angry mobs of GameStop shareholders and supporters had committed multiple crimes against him and his family, including harassment, bullying, and many death threats. The attacks were so extreme, he asked the FBI, local law enforcement, and the Securities and Exchange Commission to investigate the matters further. Left then took to Twitter to announce, that at that moment, he would no longer comment on his analysis of GameStop. Welcome to the failure of GameStop Shorts, crushed and short-squeezed by individual traders in January of 2021. What occurred with GameStop was so momentous in the financial industry that we felt we needed to do a special episode on it. For one, this trading phenomenon and the cast of crazy characters from the deep troves of Reddit that sent GameStop from $17 a share in the beginning of the year all the way up to $483 per share by the end of the month, that was nothing short of suspenseful and thrilling the world was certainly not prepared for the two weeks of undeterred volatility that came as a result. But this story isn't really about GameStop. I mean, on some level it is, but in many ways, it's not.
1: My name is Matej Psata. I am the co-founder of TPS Engage, a startup that works with digital billboards all around the world. And I was the person who bought the now infamous GME Ghostbrew billboard on Times Square.
2: Matei was one of the traders from the Reddit community, and if you haven't guessed already, was part of the group that rallied for GameStop. So I asked him the question that many others have been asking as well. Why GameStop?
1: Well, I think GameStop was lucky enough. And I say lucky because despite how some may view it as a negative situation for them, the company did have a lot to gain out of it. So I think they were just lucky to be in the right place at the right time and have the right brand affinity for people to kind of coagulate around them and have fond memories of the brand. And be the type of company that if you would pitch GameStop to an investor now in 2021, they would laugh you out of the room. So I think the absurdity of investing into GameStop in 2021 was actually what made them so successful or made them kind of the target for this initiative I think, yeah, it was a tipping point, basically. So with the whole democratization of trading with apps like Robinhood, eToro, Revolut in Europe and others, allowing anyone to trade, basically, I think it should have been expected. It's easy to say it now, of course, but it should have been expected that there was going to be blowback from the community once they realized that. There are ways to influence the market if you are a huge corporation or a huge hedge fund. So this, I think, was kind of a great way to shift the balance for a little bit in order to strive for balance in the future.
2: So part of the complexities of what happened in January 2021 casted a shadow on the efficiencies of our financial markets. The buzz created doubts about the transparencies of our trading institution and begs the question of whether there's a need for more regulation because what occurred during the last two weeks of January had the whole world watching and scratching their heads. Now let me take you through the major highlights and then we can get into why this was such a phenomenon. GameStop sells video games, consoles, accessories and anything related. You can't walk through a mall and not come across a store since they have brick and mortars that operate internationally in the United States, Canada, Europe, Australia, and New Zealand. Over the years, however, they've been struggling since the video game industry has slowly been going digital. It's much easier to download or stream a game instead of going to a store and buying a physical copy of one. Then the pandemic hit, and now people found more of a reason not to go out. Both of these turning points have not helped with GameStop's sales nor revenue. Now, the word on Wall Street was that GameStop was a dying business and pretty much on its deathbed. So when in January 11th, 2021, the company announced that they would be appointing Ryan Cohen along with two other heavy hitters to its board of directors, it was kind of a big deal. Ryan Cohen was the founder and CEO of a very successful online pet supplier retailer called Chewy, and he bought up a 10 to 13% stake in GameStop around late 2020. So if there was anyone that could have saved GameStop, he would have a pretty good shot since he already built the largest e-commerce pet retailer in the world. So, although the company reported some subpar financials, there were other people that still thought they might have a doggone chance with Cohen. Many of these people were part of the online Reddit forum called Wall Street Bets. This chat room had accumulated around 2 million members since it started in 2012, and it's a place for members to discuss their latest stock picks, which were these high risk, high return trades in the market. I went on, and it's riddled with these acronyms and short-form slang, I couldn't really make sense of what was going on. But what it seemed to be doing really well was rallying traders, making predictions go viral. And since this was a community full of like-minded people with similar outlooks on Wall Street, it really worked well for them. So just a few days after the Chewy announcement, Citron Research issued a research report. And suddenly, Reddit hit a boiling point that had the financial industry melting down. Let me explain. Citron Research has a huge following and their stock recommendations are closely followed by large institutional hedge funds and investors. Despite being controversial, Citron has reported incredible research that has uncovered accounting scandals and SEC investigations. Some reports have even brought down entire companies because oftentimes when Citron issues a negative report, they are simultaneously profiting by short selling companies they think are weak. For those of you that don't know, short selling is an investment strategy for when an investor bets that the stock is going to fall. They borrow shares to sell on the market with the promise to buy it back at a later date. So if they win, the stock goes down, they profit on the difference. Now, if they were wrong and the stock price goes up, it's really bad. This would mean that the investor is now in a short squeeze, which means they have to cover their losses by buying stock at a higher price. Basically, short selling is a way to make a ton of money by seeing a company tank or fail greatly. So when Citron came out and told everyone they would short GameStop, other hedge funds and institutions and investors began to short the stock as well, which generally has the stock plummeting afterwards. And that's something that needs to happen so that everyone can make money, except that didn't happen. But before we get into that, here's a few words from our sponsors. Today's episode is sponsored by Skillshare. This online learning community is offering our listeners a free trial of its premium membership. No matter what 2021 brings you, you can spend it creating something meaningful with Skillshare's online classes because time is what we make of it. Learn about branding, entrepreneurship, design, and other fun stuff like Skillshare's short classes that's designed for the busy go-getter like yourself. There's so many fascinating classes on Skillshare, and they offer a combination of video and class projects. And best of all, most classes are under 60 minutes. I took a cooking class recently just for fun and it was taught by Khalees, the Grammy award-winning singer who I had no idea was classically trained as a chef so she could make a lot more than milkshakes. It was fun. I learned how to make the perfect jerk sauce. Skillshare is offering listeners of The Great Fail a free trial of premium membership. That's two weeks free. So explore your creativity at skillshare.com slash TGF. That's Skillshare, S K I L L S H A R E.com forward slash TGF. This episode is brought to you by Work Social. Can you believe we're already in February? If you've been thinking about starting your dream business, now is the time, especially as most companies are operating remote. We're seeing a rise in new startups and an influx of entrepreneurs, especially during the first, second, and third quarter of 2020. And you know what they all need? a business address without having to pay the hefty rent. Work Social Virtual Office helps you build a professional image for your business. It provides premium location addresses and will handle all of your mail forwarding and communication services for you. It also protects your personal home address so you don't have to have all the business stuff sent to your house. Visit them on the web, worksocial.works forward slash the great Or call 201-589-0302 and let them know you heard about the service on this podcast. They'll offer you two free months when you sign up for an annual virtual office plan. That's right. Sign up for an annual plan and receive a full year's worth of virtual office service for the price of 10 months. And you'll also have free access to a one-hour conference room every month. When we last left off, Citron, along with other large institution and hedge funds, began shorting the stock, hoping the price would go down. But that never happened. This time, individual traders, including those on the Wall Street Bets Reddit forum, banded together to buy GameStop shares, to foil the plans of the people in suits working on Wall Street, and drive the stock price, quote, to the moon. That message went viral.
1: I think I first realized the um, GME craze was getting out of hand or becoming truly viral when I started to see friends of mine who have no connection to trading or to the startup community or are not part of this world sharing it and talking about it. And I guess looking a bit in depth at it, I kind of felt that it had all the proper emotional and rational reasons for it to go viral. Of course, it's always a bet, you never know, but I think I joined the community when it was about 2.5 million, now it's 8.5 million or more, but looking at it now, I realized that it had the perfect ingredients for viral storm.
2: As a result, short sellers were short-squeezed and left scrambling to get out of their position, many losing millions of dollars in an instant.
0: Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. To find out if it's right for you.
2: On January 26, 2021, Elon Musk, CEO of Tesla, gave a nod to the trading, tweeting, Game stonk, and dropping the Reddit link in Twitter. This sent the shares into an even bigger trading frenzy the next day, with the stock going up 100%, almost past the $500 per share mark. And the media continued to report on the losses incurred by the short sellers. A whopping $19.75 billion loss betting against GameStop during the month of January.
1: Well, I think this kind of trading, meaning it's very interesting to see because now it's basically... A challenge between how can hedge funds influence the market without obviously influencing the market because they are regulated and they're not allowed to and people influencing the market without actually influencing the market because they're also not allowed to so this kind of tug of war i think will be very interesting to watch in the future and in my opinion this type of competition as long as it doesn't get out of hand might be good overall because it's a way for everyone to self-regulate. And I guess, truth be told, regulators are not able to manage things entirely. So maybe this type of community-driven regulation is something that we actually need.
2: After hitting an all-time high on January 27th, the very next day, several brokerage firms, including Robinhood, Halted the buying of GameStop shares. The criticism was harsh and the backlash severe, to say the least. It seemed that Robin Hood, the mythical hero who stole from the rich to provide for the poor, was no longer living up to its name or message. Around the same time, Discord servers banned Reddit's Wall Street Bets chat room temporarily, shutting down the subreddit citing that it contained hostile language and hate speech.
1: Unfortunately, there's always a fine line between a social movement and mob mentality. And that's why these things are so dangerous, because they can start off on a great sentiment, but in time become something totally different and kind of have a mind of their own. So I think initially it was an empowerment movement and... People were generally getting involved not for the money or not to bring anyone down, but simply to show that people also have power and if they band together, they can have their voices heard. But in time, I think it became more of a mob mentality and if you weren't with them, you were against them kind of thing, which is very dangerous. And I think that always happens because extreme opinions tend to attract people you won't get a mob behind you being moderate you will usually get them behind you being an extremist on on one side of the coin or on the other and because reddit as a structure does not have a single voice so kind of the community decides who is the representative or what posts make it to the hot page or the top page i think because of that it's very difficult to know for sure what's happening there. And the chance of people being manipulated is very is very high. Because you never know what the reality is when you have a lot of people screaming at the same time.
2: With the limitation of buy orders, along with a technical glitch on the forums, it seemed that, that was enough to have killed the rising and unstoppable momentum from GameStop's mission to the moon. By February 2nd, it seemed that the short squeeze saga was pretty much over, and shares were now trailing under $90 and steadily downwards with each closing day. Those who jumped in to buy the stock at the levels of 100, 150, 200, or even more than that, found themselves now at the losing table with casualties on the individual traders that began this movement, ironically. This pact was made possible by Wall Street bets to band together as underdogs to take down the behemoth that is Wall Street. And somehow they found themselves on the short end of the stick. Throughout this period, the media touted GameStop to be the classic David versus Goliath story, interpreting this to be a clash between individual traders, the veritable little guy, and that of Wall Street elites, the big hedge funds, short sellers that have been running the inherently flawed financial industry.
1: I think the biggest misconception is that people started this in order to get rich, or it was kind of a get rich quick scheme where it totally wasn't. So in the beginning, I truly believe it was a statement and it was just a show of power and kind of a slap on the wrist towards entities that hadn't been slapped on the wrist for a long time, truly. But in time, and also because of the intervention of other companies, the subreddit did kind of lose its direction. But I think, thankfully, it didn't go as wrong as it could have. Like now things are dying down and I think it's very interesting to see what will happen with the community from here because it might have become too big for its own good, but I guess time will tell. So I think the most important correction is that people who initially came into this were genuinely kind-hearted and had the intention to make a statement rather than make a quick buck.
2: What's also important to note is that with the emergence of Robinhood and other inexpensive, attractive stock trading apps like Moomoo and TradeStation, the online brokerage industry with its zero trading fees and easy to use interface has amassed a new generation of younger traders, including millennials and the Gen Z. And in this case, that along with social media communities have allotted for the democratization of trading stocks taking the power away from the big institutions and empowering other players to now have a voice. It's kind of like an FU to hedge funds and other Wall Street elites that have been known to be opaque and have so fluidly profited off the system.
1: I think the bigger purpose, short term, the main reason that people banded together was to bring down short sellers and punish institutional investors that manipulated the market. But I guess it was also kind of a show of power because unfortunately people have been influenced by the decision that these huge economical actors have made during the past decade, and they were always the victim and never the person in power. But I think because of social media, because of the context, because of the liberalization of trading recently, this was the perfect storm for people to say, you know what, you're not the only ones who get to decide. So we also have the power to do something. So don't treat us like we don't matter. I think that was the purpose of the whole initiative on a larger scale. But on a shorter scale, that was, let's say, the means to the end.
2: Many headlines and commentaries, including one by CNN's Christine Romans, wrote, Online flash mob could beat Wall Street insiders in their own game all pointing to the main takeaway that individual traders could serve as a galvanizing force by banding together for a collective power and cause, which in this case was against greed and corruption. There are also references to this being an extension of the original Occupy Wall Street movement, a 2011 grassroots campaign that rallied against wealth and income inequality. That message was that the 99 percenters would no longer tolerate the greed and corruption of the one percenter of movement that failed to ignite structural political reforms. But this time, havoc was wreaked. And when money of this magnitude was involved, it certainly got the attention of many politicians. After spending close to two decades publishing short-sell positions, Andrew Left, owner of Citron Research, announced that on January 30th, 2021, he will no longer be shorting stocks. He was throwing in the towel and pivoting to only focus on long position opportunities for investors. Hedge fund titan Melvin Capital was one of the casualties, They lost 53% of its total fund value, given their short position on GameStop. The fund started the year with $12.5 billion, which half was wiped away within 30 days. But don't feel too bad for them, because shortly afterwards, they received a bailout from two other hedge funds who injected them with close to $3 billion. There are many others who have lost a lot of money, Many of which were from their own personal savings, but just not as fortunate to have received a bailout of their own.
1: So fortunately, because we can all learn from failures, I think there are multiple failures here. There is definitely an institutional failure that has been going on for a long time everywhere in the world. And this is hopefully a good wake-up call. It's definitely a fail for Robin Hood from a brand perspective because Unfortunately, they could have managed the situation way better, while doing the same thing that they did, so despite halting trading and despite having to take some measures in order to not let the whole situation go totally out of control, but they could have done it in a matter that didn't affect their brand so much and their trust at the end of the day, the trust that people had in this app, so I think it will be very difficult for them to recover. I think some short sellers won out of this whole story and some short sellers definitely lost a lot of money, but it wasn't ultimately about that. I honestly think the financial system has something to learn, so I don't think it was a loser in this situation. I think if regulators manage to get some good learnings out of this, we will all come out on top and have a better financial infrastructure at the end of the day.
2: There's a varying spectrum to where you have one side that argues to allow for better democratization and regulation, and the opposing side seeing that the financial system is broken. In many ways, they both have validity. We witness Main Street facing off with Wall Street, exploiting a very archaic system that was predominantly driven by invite-only members. The revolting of the traitors, the collective voices, that at least momentarily shifted the balance of power, it has given a platform of influence to people that never felt they had one before. And though it's hard to agree on this, one thing we can say is that GameStop versus Wall Street was groundbreaking, and perhaps a sign of a changing tide. But it also is a tale of caution, especially as it relates to profiting off people's misfortunes, which reminds me of the saying, if you dig a grave for others, you might just fall into it yourself. Special thanks to Matei Psada for his contributions to this episode. And thank you for tuning in to this week's The Great Fail. Please make sure to visit our website at thegreatfail.com for behind-the-scene audio and video footage. If you like these episodes and want us to continue bringing you more, please subscribe to our newsletter because, well, not connecting with you would be our great fail. While you're at it, simply tell a friend about the show. That would help us out too. The research on each episode is extensive. But none of them would be possible without the tireless efforts of researchers, writers, and reporters. They are all credited on thegreatfail.com under our show notes. Lastly, you can connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at thegreatfailpod. Pod. And please subscribe, rate, review this podcast on iTunes to show your support. We'll be back in two weeks with a brand new episode. And remember, folks, with great failure comes great liability.